TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 464, and I'm Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. I'm sorry. I thought I w- this was going to be 465, so I am getting offline. No, I'm um, this, is, uh, this is Peter from uh, Peter from Hollywood. Hi, everyone. This is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. That was great. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis in Los Angeles. This is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. This is Yusun, hunkered down in her house in Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. Yay, thanks, guys, even though Peter thought he went to the wrong place. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with the news. Uh, first up, I have that Terrence Howard has unretired. Apparently, he retired, and I didn't know that he did. Uh, he is going seriously. To, yeah, he's he told apparently he told everybody he was retiring, and anyway, he's going to star and direct in a new drama called Delta Blues. Um, Grand Chester, which is a BBC or it's actually an ITV uh, dra- uh, crime drama, has been renewed for season six. My mom will be so happy. She loves those shows. Briar Patch has been canceled at USA. I don't know who's watching that, but if you were, I'm sorry. Uh, Apple TV Plus has ordered to series a remake of an Israeli show called When Heroes Fly. Um, and then David Tennant's uh, serial killer show called Dez has been bought by AMC, so you can expect it to be on. Uh, they're using that for new content. I uh, feel like he's doing a lot of like evil people lately. Well, you know, he's got to mix it up. He does heroes. He does villains. He's a really no, but the good villain. Three or four. He's I know he's versatile. a great. Yeah, he's a very good villain though. Like he's super yeah. creepy. He is. Yeah. All he right. Is. Uh, Tom, your news. Oh. Uh, even though we don't usually do reality, this is huge. ABC has fired Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews from Dancing with the Stars and announced Tyra Banks as the new host. I'd and be so. devastated if I was still watching that show because I. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Um, Apple TV Plus has greenlit Echo 3, a thriller series from Mark Bowl, who won the o- Oscar for writing The Hurt Locker, and they've also announced a first-look deal with Idris Elba. CBS has, mo- CBS has moved SWAT from mid-season to fall because of the COVID, and they put Survivor on hold, also because of the COVID. Uh, Disney Plus has announced Falcon and Winter Soldiers will not be dropping in August. Because I could have told finish. you guys that. <laughs> because they didn't finish. Well, they officially announced it. Everybody knew it. Uh, Loki is on schedule for 2021. Haley Steinfeld is out of the running for Kate Bishop on Hawkeye. And they also greenlit the Bad Batch spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars. FX has announced a first look deal with Hiro Mirai, who's a director producer of Atlanta. And Nate Madison's their production company is called Super Frog. And it's for scripted and unscripted shows for FX and Walt Disney Television. HBO plans to reboot In Treatment which was the Gabriel Byrne as a shrink meeting with patients uh, oh, five know, days a week. I saw that, and I was looking at the picture, and I was like, is that a drama or is that a reality show? Like, I was like, I don't I guess I just zoned out on that. I, I was the, looking at that article going, wait a minute. Anyway. The thing that's clever about this is it's because it's about a shrink, 
and the patients, it's made for COVID restrictions because <laughs> you can just yeah. have them on uh, Zoom. Uh, HBO Max has uh, has greenlit a sketch comedy series with Michael Shea from SNL, which will examine issues from a black point of view. It sounds a little bit like Key and Peele. And they've also, uh, Diego Bonita is going to star in Brujo, a limited series about cult leader serial killer Adolfo Costanzo. Netflix reported that they reeled in 10 million subscribers in second quarter, wow. again because of the COVID. Um, they also wow. snagged Emily in Paris, starring Lillian Collins from Paramount Network. And they're also paying $200 million for a spy thriller with Ros- starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans called The Gray Man. Oh, I heard about that. Mm. Yeah. What? And they, they hope to turn it into a, 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 a series of films. Paramount Network has scrapped their adaptation of Sexy Beast, which had, past tense, a 10-episode straight-to-series order. Again, to save costs because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peacock launched, and we'll talk about that later on. They all, uh, Peacock also acquired the Canadian limited series Departure with Archie Punjabi from The Good Wife and Christopher Plummer, which is about the investigation of a mission, missing plane. Uh, James Roday of Psych 2. Uh, oh, he changed his home. name has added Rodriguez to his professional name. There's a great article about how when he first started out, he was basically told, yeah, you don't look Latino enough because you're only because you're mixed race. You look too white, so nobody will cast you. And he went to his father, his late father, and said, are you okay with this? And his dad was okay. But now that he's established on, on a million little things and psych, he's added it to his professional name. Showtime has canceled Kidding after two seasons with Jim Carrey. Okay, well, well, actually, let's talk about Peacock right now and all the, the missteps they're making, which is it is not available <laughs> to Roku or Fire Stick, which actually accounts for 70% of the streaming. Wow. So that is a huge chunk of missing potential customers. And isn't then, that the same problem? Isn't that the same problem? Especially Max, considering... Yeah. Yeah, HBO Max has a, the exact same problem. They they did oh, not. Although no. they just they finally updated. HBO Max now has it. Oh, like, oh really? Week or something. Oh, Roku and yeah, Amazon but... Fire. Yeah, they can. Oh, now... I, don't, I think it's I think it's Roku. Yeah, I feel like somebody said that. Huh. But yeah, because P- Roku by themselves. Oh, sorry, but because Roku by themselves is forty five percent. But and and I think I mentioned this pre. Uh, the, they're close to a deal with Amazon. So then, what is that? Twenty five percent. So this, they'll gain that twenty five percent. But my thing is, why are you launching if you don't have a deal with those? That doesn't even make any sense. They don't want to wait. They're already arrogance. so late in the game. Yeah. so late yeah. in the game. They're the la- they are literally. Um, HBO Max was available through um, YouTube TV, which was available on um, the Roku. Oh, but you had to go what? through a thing through another thing. Yeah, that's just, so it's that's too complicated. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like how you can subscribe to other services through um, through Prime. The thing about Peacock is literally they are the last ones to the party. So yes. they should have they had time to get their ducks in a row. Exactly. That's, that's especially. Yeah. Comcast NBC Universal is huge, so shame on them. <laughs> well, I'm just like, because you only have one opportunity to launch. You should make it as close to a perfect launch as possible because you only have one time to make a first impression. Any other aspects of the service? What do you guys think about the UI? And Wait. Oh, the interface say, sucks. I, I, wait, okay, I don't remember us. I mean, I do remember us complaining about HBO Max, but 
I gotta say, this is way better than the than the HBO Max thing. HBO Max, they spent so much money on their advertising, and Peacock, I don't think spent. Like they, yeah, not hardly. Like, yeah. I mean, and it's a free, they spent like two fifty. <laughs> yeah, and it's a free service, so it's like, how much can I really complain? Like with HBO, unless you like, want the good stuff, Peter. Sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm like with HBO, I was like, it's not in 4K. They don't really have any good show that I can watch. There's all these things. With Peacock, I was like, well, it's free, and I like Brave New World, which 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 we'll get to. So I'm like. I'm look. I'm definitely not saying Peacock is an amazing launch. I just don't know how much I can. Com- how much can we complain when it's a free thing? You know, when I'm like, eh, like that's all I'm saying. Compared okay. to HBO. All right. Well, Here, here's a problem. Here's a, here's a problem with their interface. If I hit pause on my Apple TV, it does not tell me where I am in the program. That's yeah, you just have to, dumb. Yeah, you have to and, double. And if I hit can, info on my remote control. It doesn't give me any options. It doesn't give me any output options for sound or for video. It's like those are just those are no, basic. No, I, I I totally agree. And like it's weird how like if I I have an Apple TV too, if you pause it you don't see anything. If you double click the if you click on the touchpad part of your Apple TV remote, that's how you can see the time. But it's really hard to no. I totally agree. All that stuff is pretty lame. Like. Because I don't know if we're going to review the 30 Rock thing, but because it's such a big ad, I was trying to fast forward the commercials, Ooh. and it was so hard. I was like, oh, come on. Like, So it is not without problems. I'm just saying it's free. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> you get all what right. you pay for. All right, guys. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move on. We're going to move on. Uh, so not the most ops- awesome, but, you know. Anyway, it's so, no HBO Max. It's no HBO. <laughs> it's not HBO. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about uh, Perry Mason. And like I said last week, I'm out. So you guys talk about Perry Mason. What do you think? Big John Lithgow episode. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, probably the last John Lithgow episode. <laughs> I, I think we're probably safe to say that, yes. I mean, I, I saw it coming. I, I had the feeling that they've been kind of foreshadowing that. Well, he was, he seemed like he was dying or something. Isn't he sick? Yeah, well, he had, he's got, like, dementia. He's He has the signs of it. And I figured one of two things was going to happen. Either, you know, he was, he was going to become totally incapacitated. And so, you know, that eventually leads to Perry Mason becoming the Perry Mason we know. Or he was going to somehow die. I mean, I wasn't thinking necessarily the way he did. But um, I was thinking, like, you know, old age or whatever. Or he walks in front of a train or, you know, accidentally or something like that because he doesn't know where he is. Uh, but either way, I had the feeling that you know he was just going to disappear partway through this, and it was going to be up to uh, to Perry to pick up the pieces. And apparently, that's where we are. Any other thoughts? So, um, the scene with—is it Sister Alice? I can't. I can't. Sister remember. Alice, yeah. Sister Alice. The scene where the the, the family comes and the little girl's all cute and sweet and say, "We have uh, sweets for you," and it snakes. That was freaky. Yeah, and I mean the, the the thing is, the family was like so committed to it, so sweet, and nice, and and I just I kept thinking something's going to happen with that box. I feel bad about that box. I was not <laughs> expecting 
snakes to come out <laughs> yes. of it, however. Why did it have to be snakes? Snakes! <laughs> um, but, yeah, so apparently not not everyone loves her to pieces. Um, and the the scene later on, though, where they were trying to get her to, to back off on... To recant. Uh, to, and recant what she had been saying. Um, and then, of course, that didn't turn out quite the way everybody expected. Um that was I thought that was brilliantly handled. I loved I loved the way that was done. And this is the first time we've seen that Della um uh, has uh has a lady lover, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was which um actually, you know, it's it's funny because it goes a long way to explaining her character and giving giving more of a reason. I mean, you know, in the in the old series it was she was just sort of a functionary character. Right. And, and and all of that, but it, this gives her so much more to go on, and it explains why there's never any romance between her and Perry when mm-hmm. they're the two smartest people in the show. Um, you know, it's it's so I, I really I really like that, and it gave her like an outsider status, which uh, so you know you can see her why why would she want to constantly be helping the underdog and and that kind of thing. So I I really liked that part of it. I thought that was that was handled really nicely. Yeah, no, I'm 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 still in. I'm I'm loving the show, and we're we're getting to see Perry put the pieces together for the mystery of what's really going on with the murder. Yeah, the only thing that I I have to say that is problematic for me is that you know I know he's supposed to eventually become a lawyer, and so far they haven't done anything to even remotely hint at it, and it's like you mm-hmm. can't jump into that like you're opening like you know a pop-up restaurant you have to actually study the law and pass the bar in order to become a lawyer and i would have you know i I kept waiting for them to say okay well before everything fell apart in world war one he was studying you know to pass the bar and he was looking at a a career in that and that you know it just kind of got derailed but they haven't done anything in that area and so it just seems weird to me the, yeah, I'll be interested to see how they introduce that because yeah, we'll, we'll be bumping our heads against the reality of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm otherwise, thinking, you know, it, otherwise, I, I really like the show. I'm just curious how they're going to make that leap because it's kind of a big one. Yep. All uh, right. So, what do you think of this episode? Thumbs up since it had a thumbs big... up. Okay. Thumbs up. Great episode. Next up, we're going to talk about Snowpiercer, and this was a two-part finale. I don't know how many of you are still are still on board this train of a thousand cars. Ah, no, 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 it's nine hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say that. Nine hundred ninety-four. Nine hundred ninety-four. Yeah, I think it is. Nine ninety. Yeah, it's the name of the episode of the finale. Oh, okay. Yeah, nine hundred ninety-four <laughs> cars long, but then by the end of the episode, they got an additional actual train behind them. So yeah. I don't know. I'm Big like, Alice. That's a, yes. Uh... Who wants to start out? Well, actually, let's hear from Greg. You haven't talked yet. What do you think? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, it was craptastic. I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> just, you know, I mean, um, I was just picking up on, you know, even smaller stuff like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, I picked up on, um, uh, uh, what's, oh my gosh, um, uh, is it Melinda? Melanie. Uh, Melanie. Melanie, thank you. So Melanie goes and like teams up with Leighton. And there's Which, a team by the way, like... I called that last week, and you guys thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yes, you did. She really didn't have many moves left, though. I know, but I saw that no, move she coming. Really didn't. Yeah. 
but she she goes and she cuts like the the little like proximity thing like out of her her hand and then you know and then and then like right after that she like wraps her hand up in like a bandage and then the very next scene she's synchronizing watches with Leighton and she has no bandage on her hand so I was just picking up like you know kind of just bad so really continuity error throws you out they just got lazy really for all you know, they cut out some scenes. You just don't know what happened. That could there could be totally like something else that we missed. But uh, okay, she's an android and she heals fast. Okay. Well, I'm just saying there could continuity some... person was out with COVID that yeah, day. Thank yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying there's there's other stuff. I actually the story I cared about more, and I actually enjoyed the story. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I'm yeah. not. Well, I, go ahead. No, the only thing is, okay, so it was, you know, they, they added some excitement, right? I mean, you know, we got this whole thing where we, you know, dumped part of the train and we had to, but we had to do it in a way that it was a middle section. And so you had to disconnect, you know, it in two places. And, and then Leighton, of course, had this, you know, moral you know, dilemma. crisis of conscience where, you know, he has to be put in a position where, where he doesn't have time to save a bunch of folks who were, I guess, going to be executed anyway. Um, but they and, were on and, his and, team. They were his people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you get you get that, uh, which apparently is some major... Apparently there's lots of track that doesn't have to be managed at all by anyone. Uh, and it just lasts for years and years and years. Um, that, that well, aside, are, I, I was, you know, the sidetrack is not that unusual. Especially yeah, that's all the, yeah, that happens everywhere. Things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a big but deal. I thought, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I... I uh, I mean, not that, you know, it's the end of the season, and so I was like, you know, really, I could say that the only thing that's probably going to bring me back uh, for next season is who is playing uh, Mr. Uh, Wilson. Yes, and I was spoiled Wilford. by that last week. Wilford, yeah. Um, when we were talking about the show, I, I, I pulled it up on IMDb, and I, I'm looking down the cast list, and all of a sudden I see... Sean Bean as Sean Mr. Wilford. Yes. And I'm like, Sean Bean hasn't been in this. And it's got him like in 11 episodes. And I'm like, that did not happen. Wait a minute. What? And so, yeah, I realized, oh, wait. Okay. Oops. Spoiler. Um, yeah. So I was spoiled. I was spoiled like a week in advance for that. And which, which was kind of a shame because I, I would have enjoyed suddenly going, ah, uh, but we still didn't. You get to the end of the episode, we still don't see him. So we we that's hear true. his he voice, was, and he, the, he's he in was, the previews. He's in the preview. He, he oh, is okay. definitely in the preview. Most movies kill Sean Bean. No he he actually he actually has it. He has it in his contract. He is not allowed to be killed in a show that he picks. They cannot kill. It is in his his writer <laughs> that he cannot be killed. Because that's become that's such hilarious. a meme. It's become such a meme that he's now insulted by it. So it's in his rider. So we know that even if he gets defeated, they can't kill him. That's so. right. Well, you know, if you're going to try to make it, you know, dovetail with the movie at all, he kind of has to survive until the very bitter end. So there's that. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I wasn't, uh, well, Greg kind of spoiled me. He was like, do you know who they have as Mr. Wilford? I was like, Dude, no, I don't want to know, and I didn't even want to know that Mr. Wilford was back yet, because I hadn't even watched the episode. So I did get kind of spoiled that Mr. Wilford was coming back. I would have liked that to have been a surprise, though. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah same here. When, the, when, um, when Melanie's not-so-dead daughter 
turns the, you know, opens the door, the hatch mm-hmm. connecting the trains, and the W becomes an M, it's like, oh my gosh, it's Mr. Milford! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, actually, I saw that, and I was like, oh, it's Melanie. I actually thought the other way, because Melanie mm-hmm. actually built the train, and not many people know that, so I thought that was an interesting twist. So, I'm excited about the show, I think I like it. I like how they changed Melanie's character towards the last couple episodes. And I like that he was just like, uh, Leighton was like, you didn't tell me that my people were up there and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yeah, it had to be your decision. And I was like, wow, you didn't even give him a heads up. I call shenanigans on the the engineer, the one who's boinking Melanie Mm -hmm. Bennett, being such a a turd to the little kid. And then oh, once yeah. he finds out Melanie switched sides, he's like, oh, you're my best friend now. I know. <laughs> really? Really? Come on. Well, I lost respect for him when he didn't tell Melanie that Mr. Wilford was coming because he's like, well, we need a resupply. So he made that unilateral decision to mm-hmm. not warn anybody. And so then she was like, okay, we're done. And I was like, yeah, that's about right. So yeah. I, I don't well, like him. She, yeah, she is absolutely right about that because, you know, however much they may need supplies, Wilford gets on that train. He's going to kill everyone who left him behind. Right. You know, there's no question. So They it's... tried to kill him, so he's going to kill them right back. Right. Um, so I, yeah. his logic didn't make any sense, and it was something they should have discussed. Yeah. And him making that decision on his own was ridiculous. So I understood her whole concept of like, yeah, we're done. You're usually like, you're not, you're not in the club anymore. But let's move on, guys. We have so many more shows to talk about. Um, I liked the finale, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up myself. I enjoyed it. It was fine. <laughs> and I'll Greg thumbs, is... Yeah, thumbs, I didn't uh, fall asleep, okay? That's, that's the pr- highest praise I can give it. I wow. didn't fall asleep. All right, let's like move on. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Order, and this is episode five and six of season two. And for all of those who have forgotten at this point what the heck happened, <laughs> this is when James Marster shows up and they do the spell oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that connects the, them so that they can do the hostage exchange and negotiate supposedly in good faith, but everybody's tr- trying to trick everybody else. And it's also when, what's her name? The the girl, it's not Maya. What is her name? The blonde chick that I'm blanking on her name. She gets oh, addicted. Alyssa, yeah, she gets addicted to the root juice. I don't know what that stuff is, but she gets part, get added to part of the collective, and so she's emotionally addicted, and just like, that was just annoying. Um, but I did like the wolf uh, smelled and was like, yeah, no, we're not drinking this. Um... And by the looks everybody gave, I was like, okay, these guys are evil. Like, you know, that just seemed very obvious to me. By the wolf, you mean Jack? Jack, yeah. His wolf wouldn't let him drink it. And they kept trying to get him to drink it, and he kept was like, nah, I'm good. Which lets you know that there was something wrong with it. So what would you guys think of that two-parter? They eventually ended up having to make a deal, and then at the very end, everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. the bad guys show up. The body count is super high. Yes. For, for these episodes. I am so over Alyssa. Yeah. I, I got to tell yeah. you. This Seriously. Was episode, this was the episode where I finally had it up to here with her because, you know, if it had just been the effects of the drug that she was given, that she was acting the way she was, that would have been one thing. But from the very moment she looks at this new guy, she's, she's like, like, he's like, so hot. Ooh, he's so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, she's gone. 
and she trusts everything that he does and you know everything and and i'm just i'm just so over her i really am that was Uh, that was a weird thing she sees this guy for five seconds and decides he's the most trustworthy man in the world Right, yeah. even though she's supposed to be behind enemy lines, right? Right. Yeah, she knows she's a hostage. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's literally a hostage. Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's fine. We're hostages. I was like, is it though? <laughs> um, yeah, she was tripping, and I got angry with Jack because he let his emotions lead his decisions. Like when they're locked up in that um, barn and they're surrounded. And he's got the upper hand because he has all the trees. Like, he has bigger hostages, you know? And Alyssa goes, oh, I'm in pain. And he's like, okay, I give up. I was like, really? Come on. You got to admit, the makeup, the makeup where he starts, where they turn him into a tree, that was pretty... That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good makeup. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But that still doesn't excuse his stupidity. Well, the thing is... He's always been head over heels with her, and it clouds his judgment. Yes, and I get that, but he, he didn't think about the fact that if he gave up, not only was he dead, but she was also probably going to be dead, too, because the solution was, he was like, let's get her off the drug, and they're like, no, we're just going to give her more. And he's like, okay, you can give her more. And I was like, no, that's not a solution. You know, so he didn't even bargain for the right things. He's not the face it. He's not the sharpest pencil in the box. That's no, true. and I think a lot of that bleach that he was using on his hair. Is still <laughs> <leaked in> his <laughs> it uh, might have been leftover spell from what's her face. Yes, he might, he might not be a real blonde, but he's become blonde deep inside. What can I say? Oh, it was just those two episodes were fresh. I mean, I like seeing James Marshall. So I was like, ooh, James is working! Yay! <laughs> And uh, he did well. I mean, I have to say, he acquitted yeah, he, was, nice he was great. Yeah. 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 And he's not yeah, dead. I mean, he managed to not get killed at the end of the episodes, too. So that's yeah, plus. Yeah, he can come back. Yeah. yeah, and we also have Foley, who is this guy who believes that magic shouldn't be kept um, to a single few, and it oh, should be distributed future? to everyone. Yeah. So he wants magic for the masses. And so he's 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 pretty much the big bad in all of this and, and ends up... Uh, you know, causing you know uh, most of the havoc, but oh I, right, because they arrest I, him. I, they arrest him in the episode, and then they bring him into the conclave with all the other plant people. Right. And then they run in and there, they and they're all dead. Like he's killed. Well, they them didn't. Re- they didn't realize that he had the other hide locker. Right. That he was a werewolf. Right. right. And he right. just. But ran you know what? And guys. his but his behavior was smarter than Alyssa's because. You know, he he's he's kind of running around. He was kind of frantic. He goes home, and then, um, of course, you know the the uh, werewolf folks are um, waiting for him. The um, pack. Yeah, they they kind of disguise themselves as his like TA, and uh, he sees through that right away. Right. And so he's, you know, even though he's new to the game, he seems smarter than uh, the folks who. Well, that's not that stuff. hard. These guys are not that great. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm just so disappointed, especially in these two episodes. I was really frustrated how dumb everybody was. So these were not my favorite episodes of the order. So yeah, and that's true. And and the 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 one frustrating thing is that because we're right at the end of losing Lilith. Right. And that's so right. You would think that the the plot would be so that um, the folks who are the knights 
would be trying to get Lilith back at all costs, but we get well, detoured by this whole thing. Well, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Randall. And do the parlay. Right. Randall is concentrating on it. Randall is, is really, he's the only one who's really mm-hmm. working on getting Lilith back. The rest of them totally, like, forget about her very quickly. It's really distressing because I love Lilith. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, we got to cram through this stuff faster. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Warrior Nun. And these so far were the last two episodes that I've watched because I'm trying to be fresh with the show. Uh, but these are actually really good episodes, which is it's about uh, Mary and Lilith. Another Lilith. Huh. Mary and Lilith are basically fighting constantly to decide what Seriously. to do with, with Ava. Like they have like 10 fights in one episode. It's crazy. Like it they, feels like ten. I think it's only three or four. <laughs> I lost count, but it was the a problem lot. I had is it was the, it was the same stakes every time though. Yeah, and they didn't vary them enough. It's just like you get to win this one, she gets to win that one. It's like this is this is becoming one of my problems with a lot of our our shows is stop repeating story beats, move the plot forward. Because what I teach my writing students is if the story beats are not going to change the outcome of the story, you probably don't need it. Well, I will say and this, it, it does end, that episode does end well, because well, through yes. the fight, through the fight, Mary got to Lilith and communicated to her how selfish she was being and how entitled she was behaving, that the halo belonged to her, and she, you know, she talked about teamwork and all this other stuff, and it's like all of that kind of finally like dripped into her brain so when you had that was a trash demon show up and and try to kill them all Mm -hmm. she sacrificed herself so that ava could because the sword with the halo together is the only thing that could defeat that demon and she did the sacrifice play and i thought that that was go ahead go ahead no no go ahead no go you go oh i was (laughs) <laughs> just gonna say, I really liked it when she tossed her the sword. I think she tossed her the sword, right? Towards the end, or she threw it at her. No, she threw it. She oh, dropped but, it, and then she's like, "Pick up the sword." Well, oh, fine, but I mean, I, I I feel like that was you know the the exclamation point on the you know her transformation or her right. whatever they call that. You know, um, it was growth. I, I she grew. Yes, exactly. It was her, you know, growth. But I, and I feel like we're going to see her again because they made, they dropped that little breadcrumb of, I don't know where she is or I don't know what right. happens to her when she like, right. passes through. Yeah, this through. sort of so thing that, doesn't happen all the time. Right. Yeah. So my little ears perked up, you know what I mean? And um, I thought, oh, okay, they might bring her back. I'm going to disagree a little bit with Tom, um, which is more rare than common. Um, I, I actually... I mean, yes, the the fights were repetitive and it didn't do anything to move it along. But the reason I was okay with that, because so much happened in this episode, so much. And um, that's what I really like about the show for the most part. Um, There was like, I don't remember which episode this season, but I did actually, oh, I know it's coming up actually. I'll, I'll explain it. But um, to me, Warrior Nun started off strong, like in terms of not just the show, but like the action, it got you right in there. You know, every episode pays off. They do a nice job with tone. Uh, we've already talked about how much, how winning, you know, how um, winsome, I don't know, how how likable the, the main character is. Um, so for me, there was, they threw in the romance. They had, they had sexy time on the boat. You know, there was the whole Jason Bourne, you know, get on the, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Get on, I mean, they even had time for romance. They got, you know, they did the Jason Bourne, get off the, you know, ferry, get back on the ferry. Um, we learned about um, 
the the the, the CEO lady having that sick uh, kid. Son, you know, yeah, I mean, her I son that, was like in a bubble. That's a huge, yeah, that was a huge reveal, and also not unexpected. I mean, it wasn't not predictable, but um, you know, now we know her like obsessive, you know, motivation for either extending life or curing life or whatever the heck it is. We've got her motivation. There was the scene with the cardinal. I think he's a cardinal, right? Bishop. Uh, trying to win over he was a bishop. Yeah, a bishop. bishop. Yet, yet another nun. I love. She's becoming one of my favorite. Beatrice. Not- Beatrice is awesome. Yeah, Beatrice. Yeah, oh, and she's not the just best. she's my favorite. Yeah. She- Absolutely. She's becoming my favorite. Um, she's become my favorite, and not just because she looks Asian, but because she uh, she kicks butt, uh, yeah. but she also knows how to deal with political intrigue. You know what I mean? Like, I love the way she turned him down without, like, you know, really showing turning her hand. him down. Right. She was just yeah, like, you know, what I mean? she was like, I will be, I will be uh, obedient to the faith. Not to him, yeah. but to the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, she was like, back it up, dude. Um, you know what I mean? And like, she said it with a smile on her face. So a lot happened in this episode. A lot. Uh, we got Bishop story. We got love story. We got Jason Bourne story. We got CEO story. So for me, I thought this was kind of a, and it was, it's in the middle. It's like five, right? So and I yeah. think there's well, 10. Well, I was about to say, let's, so, let, let's talk about six real quick, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. in, in well, six. Go ahead. No, no. I will. Well, I was just say this because then I'll stop talking. Uh, but having said all of that, as much as I did, don't get me wrong, I did like six. There was that kumbaya fire talk, you know, and then she, you know, she brought her to that town, which we find later was a complete ruse to kind of fully bring her on board. And I love that it was not reverse. It was kind of reverse psychology. And she was like, yeah, you don't have to join and you're good and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, she gets in the van with Beatrice and she's like, she's not coming. And she's like, oh, she will. So, you know, you find that the whole thing is kind of a manipulation however i will say this i thought it was a very good manipulation yeah, yeah no it's fantastic no i'm saying that was the positive for me i, I like that whole aspect of the of the episode and all that but six was the first time that i felt a little bit like as realistic as it is that she's very reluctant to be this person and to do this stuff it was a little bit of a drag for me like towards the end or even the middle part you know with all the desert walking and stuff and the pseudo bonding, I kind of was like, ah, oh, stop whining. I think you should know that this is incredibly important. Well, especially since she, yeah, yeah, I was like, especially since somebody died for her and she fought That's a demon. I mean. that, yeah. that to me, really, you know what I mean? She witnessed this horrible sacrifice death thing. And I then at, towards the middle and end, I was like, oh, now you're just being whiny and annoying. So for me, um, it's fine, but I feel like they're just, they're squeezing that part of the story out. I don't, I need her to like, have her get on board yeah yeah get on board you know so i'll stop there but for me of course the show is still great but five was like a nice apex it's like the middle of the series it really brought everything kind of revealed everything else i think you need to know and now you're just going to watch the come down on the other side of the hill and see how everything plays out so super positive for me even though six was probably the slowest for me any other thoughts before we move on because we do have to keep moving yeah (laughs) <laughs> Allison, your thoughts? No, just pretty. She, uh, you some covered pretty much my 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 feelings about it. I'm enjoying the show. Uh, you know, I I've already seen the whole thing. I, I'm enjoying the show, um, uh, and uh, but it does tread water a lot. There are there are yeah. moments where you just want to get on with it. And I also felt exactly the same way about uh, the lead character Ava around this period of time. It's like, oh, get on with it. We know she's going to be part of the group. Let's just do it. Yep. Instead of yep. just constantly walking around and whining, because at a certain, you know, you understand her reluctance at the beginning, but uh, at a certain point, she starts to just sound like a whiny teenager, and 
at that point, you, you've really just got to push the story forward and get to where we're going to go. And, you know, fortunately, it's, I, we're at kind of the end of that part yeah, of the story. I mean, story, I figured so that because showing that. her the village, yeah. I think, was a really good turning point. So anyway, yep. so let's move on. I think this is all. I'm really enjoying the Warrior Nun. I think it's fan, it's it's a lot of fun for me. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this episode was basically Yo-Yo and and May spending a lot of quality time together uh, communing with nature and each other and their minds. And, and it was the really inhumans. Weird. It was very weird because May was like, this is not normal for me. Um... And I was kind of like, have they had many scenes together? Like, I was even thinking, are they that close? So, because how close they had to be for this episode to work, it felt a little strange. Because I was like, I don't even remember. No, I think that was the crux. I think that was the whole point. I, I For me, it, it, it sounds like you guys no, no, hated no. It, it more. No, I didn't hate it. I thought it was odd. But, and, and the mom hasn't turned evil yet because she hasn't been ripped apart by the Hydra dude. So she's not a terribly bad person. But I I actually think, I was just, to correct me if I'm wrong, the girl that has the power to, like, melt everything that's Asian, that's her mm -hmm. daughter, right? Yep, that's the I, first that's daughter the, that we never so that, talked about before. Right. We knew it even well, existed. We did, so know. They did no, they did retcon sister No, for... they, didn't, they didn't retcon it because originally when she's talking to uh, Daisy... She tells her, she's like, I'm thousands of years old. You think you're my only daughter? She does say that in the show. Okay. So that's not a retcon. We just didn't know any of her other daughters. Because we do know she's over a thousand years old. So it, it's illogical to assume she's only had one daughter. Yeah, and how do you, how do you pronounce the actress's name? Deacon Lockman? Something Deacon like that. Uh, Deacon. Yeah. It's Deacon Lockman, yeah. Deacon Lockman. It's Deacon. But I like to see her not evil yet. I thought, because she, by the time Daisy meets her, she's insane. So, and you understand why she's insane, but it is interesting to see her before that happens. To see what she was like when she was a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciated that, but it felt, this did feel like a slower episode to me. There was not as many, like... 80s references or cool stuff or it wasn't like the episode before was just hilarious it was joke after joke after joke oh, that was the best and yeah. that was just mm -hmm. awesome and this one was a lot more mellow and a lot more like oh look who we brought back and I'm like okay I guess that's cool because she didn't even get any time with Daisy so it felt weird and I did like the part where they were like well we're meeting her before Daisy's even born are we screwing up Daisy being born um so that was like an interesting little thing but I want to see Daisy versus her. One, does Daisy have her any have her powers still? Like, we don't know if that dude just... Because we know he has her powers now, but does that mean Daisy doesn't have her powers? That's what we don't I know yet. I guess we'll find that out. But uh, this seemed like a very functional episode. It's like, okay, well, we need to explain... Now that, you know, we've, we've taken Yo-Yo's powers away, we need to explain them getting back again, and we need to get them in and out of danger, and yeah. da-da-da. So yeah. this is how we move the chess It felt like, around. yeah, it really did feel by the numbers. It didn't feel like they spent any extra time having fun with the episode. But no. we need to move on. We need to move on. So this was, eh, it was all right. It wasn't the best. Age of Shield. And And next week we go straight into one of the prime sci-fi cliches um, which we're, we're actually going to talk about later on in the form of a movie which handled it rather well oh okay fine Groundhog time Day. loop 
<laughs> okay, next up, we're going to talk about Cursed. And we're only talking about the first two episodes for those who managed to make it through the first two episodes. <laughs> I know everybody that would did not be me. I know everybody <laughs> does not me. make it through, and it I understand. Bored. Instead of cursed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think though, neat concept, right? We're talking about Faye, we've got Merlin, we've got Arthur, um, it's um, we've got some evil guys in red robes who I can't remember who they are, but it, it seems like a recipe for a really entertaining story. We've and got like, yeah. Nimue I, as our lead, the Lady of the Lake, she before was, she becomes the Lady of the Lake. Yeah. Right? Except that they, it was confusing because the Lady of the Lake, I would think, would be hundreds of years older than Arthur and and, Pen, and Uther Pendragon. Because you got Arthur running around, you got Uther Pendragon. That wasn't, that wasn't the Arthur. That was an Arthur. Now, why would you do that? That's confusing. I think he's supposed to be oh. the Arthur, actually. I, I think, think that is... I think he is supposed and, to be and, Arthur. Oh. Yeah. It is just it? comes off like uh, sort of a CW take on on the Arthurian. Yeah, yeah. So um, cheesy. Hey, so cheesy. They, they, they usually have better yeah, plotting than this. They do, I just, actually. I thought it was terrible. I, I, I got too much of a compliment. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, then that's, that's, that's really slamming it hard when you say calling it the CW of Arthurian legends is a compliment. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's a slam against CW. Um... I, I wanted to like this, especially when I discovered that the, the person playing Merlin is Gustav Starsgard, who played uh, Floki in Vikings, which I love. But he's and literally he, playing the same character. character. From the Skarsgård family? I believe. I, I yeah, think he's one of the brothers. Have, yeah. like, the, the How many on. of them are there? There's five there's, of there's them. There's like a million of them. They have yeah. an entire, wow. like, you know, there's, acting there's... academy of Skarsgårds. Right. Um, but... They're the only people who are allowed for from their country to to actually to be in. <laughs> um, but he's he's amazing. He's not one of the the prettier Skarsgårds necessarily, but he Ow. is he's fantastic in terms well, of my, character. He's, my... he's just tre a tremendously watchable actor, and he's actually the most interesting part of this show, but that wasn't enough to actually keep me conscious. Because mm -hmm. I fell asleep halfway through the second episode. I mean, I literally I just my head twice. rolled back and I was gone. Uh, actually, um, I don't really have much to add about it beyond what everyone else has said. I I watch this because I like Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why and Knives Out. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'd be curious. I, I had a weird thing, though. There is a still of the, sh of the show, and I can't find it. But when I saw it, what I thought it was, was I was like, oh, I was like, it's some modern, it's a modern retelling of the Arthurian legend where, um, I don't know if she's supposed to be in high school or something, but the 13 Reason Why girl gets the Excalibur sword. So once then I go to Netflix, I'm like, wait a minute, is this a period piece? And I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Which, to be fair, is not the show's fault. It's like, but then my expectations were screwed up because I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be something kind of different. I got to say, the biggest thing I, one of the biggest reasons I'm on this podcast today, even though I love everyone, of course, um, <laughs> is I thought I could not tell if the costumes were terrible or, or, or if it's that or it's that like sometimes you can have something on set but the way you light it and the way you do these other things to it it looks great i thought so much of this looked like like a high school production and i know yusin so no, knows so much so i wanted to see what yusin's thoughts on the costumes and stuff were because i thought they looked pretty cheap they look they terrible awful. that guy's helmet that, the king's helmet Leather. is terrible 
leather. I mean, I just burlap sacks. You know, like I, 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 I really, I was like, what? You know, um, you know, and you got ju- not just because I'm a costume designer, but I love period pieces. You know, and then of course with period pieces comes the, you know, the bonus or super uh, important part is the costume. So um, it really seemed very much like um, not even the show, but the costuming. What was the what were those shows? Xena, Princess Warrior, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. Hercules and Xena. Yeah, it was literally that level. You know, maybe a hair better, but not really. Um, and no amount of lighting was going to fix that, Peter. So you know, and and it's interesting because. Uh, you're not wrong. Like, you know, sometimes it, there was a lot of exterior shots, then there was like the darker interior shots. Um, and so your your scenery and your lighting, all that can absolutely, you know, help or, or, or make a difference with the costume. It didn't matter. They could have been, you know, in a train station. They could have been, you know, in a shower. They, they, all, they just look awful. Like every angle, I mean, every, it was cheap and um, yeah. uninspired. The Go. CGI oh. was also very bad in many oh. places. Oh, all of it. All of Horrid. The that or that bear that attacked young Nimue. Oh my god! <laughs> I've seen better video games. Okay, guys, 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 I'm going to have to wrap this up. Apparently, we all had the same opinion, which was it was not the greatest. Uh, there were a lot of problems, and the CW could have done better. But we need to move on. We've still got like five more things we got to talk about. Uh, and we're almost at an hour, so we got to keep moving. Uh, so I'm going to say we're all saying thumbs down ish. Oh yeah! Who's being nice? It's being nice, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, Video ambient. Guys, guys, I want to move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Psych the Two, the Lassie Come Home, which uh, I already know Tom liked, but I, the premise of the actual story, I had problems with. Uh, it was so all over the place for me. The guys together was, of course, fun. Like, they have... You can tell they're having a ball shooting everything. All of their stuff, all their hijinks are all the same. But in a good way. So, like, all that stuff is just the way I remember from Psych. So I had a good time watching that. But the actual murder mystery of it was just tired. And that was part of my reason why I would watch 30 minutes and I get bored... And then I go do something else, and then I watch 30 minutes, and then I think at 10 o'clock at night, I was like, oh, I got 30 minutes left. Okay, let me get through it. So it was not my favorite psych. Um, it was okay. I mean, if you're a fan of it, you're going to generally like it. But that's all I can say about it. Tom, your positive, positivity. Go ahead. I I like I mean the guy's chemistry is impeccable. I like that they really because um, Timothy Amundsen couldn't or yeah couldn't do the first movie because of his stroke, and the fact that they wrote it that they wrote it into the storyline of the second movie, it gave you know they gave him quite a bit to do. I thought it was a good you know a good character story for them, and a little bit more heartfelt than the typical set. Yes, typical there set. was some heartfelt stuff with him and his dad. I agree. Which is why, I mean, I didn't completely turn it off because I did like the character moments, but I did feel like who murdered the who, what, when, like that stuff was just annoying. Well, that's the thing. There really wasn't a murder yet. Well, there is a murder eventually, but yeah, but I'm know, just we start saying, with yeah. the severed hand. Yeah, severed hand and the, just the links that say it was just kind of ridiculous. Like that part. It's was, like, of course it's ridiculous. 
I know, but it's just it didn't even hold my attention. That that was my issue. I just thought it was. Are we the only ones movie. who watched it? Apparently, yes. But okay, uh, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. That's all I got to say about that. Next up, we're going to talk about Palm Springs, and this was the Groundhog Day of Groundhog Days, and it's starring <laughs> uh, what is it? Oh, God, what's his name? Andy uh, Samberg. Andy Samberg. And I was Milioti. just I was trying to call him Sam something. I was like, that's not right. Uh, Sandy Amber. What I liked about this is that it starts off with Andy Samberg already in the loop. Uh And you don't know how long he's been in the loop, but it's been a while. And I like that you figure that out as the viewer very quickly. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't really get engaged in the story until the girl ends up in the loop. And then I was like, okay, now this is interesting. Now this is getting good. And, I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. For for the fact that there's been a million time loop stories, uh, I like the kind of twist they put on this one. Uh, who else saw it? Thoughts? I did. I did. Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was terrific. Um, I, didn't have a pro- I didn't really have any issues with the opening. I mean, yeah, it's a little set up or whatever. But, but I was, I mean, pretty much, I mean, the moment, one, I love having um i am so i i think her name is Kristen. she's from how i met your Kristen Milioti. yeah she's been so good and stuff lately she was in the um McCall- the was it the uss McAllister, the black mirror episode um she's been so good and i just i love them as a team i love when they're d- just doing all those pranks and stuff but then i thought it it actually it had heart. yeah it has a lot of heart and the other thing too is that obviously this was not made with 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 COVID in mind, but like the kind of premise that it has, where it's a character who he's kind of given up, and he's kind of like, well, I guess this is just my life, you know, like my life is just, it, I am stuck in this one place, which many of us are, you know, this, this is just my life, and he's resigned himself. It, I was surprised how much I related. Again, obviously that's unintentional, you know, or whatever, but um, I just always terrific, and the whole cast is good. I mean, J.K. Simmons, maybe we have him. That's usually going to be, and it's a really good role for him. So I just, yeah. I thought it was really good, man. It really knocked it out of the park for me. I loved it. I, I want to say, I just want to say, because I, I agree with Peter, including the pandemic parallels, I found a little, like, almost, um, I don't know, not spiritual, but I was like, oh, God. You know, I mean, really made me think about my feelings about whatever. So uh, everything Peter said. But I want to shout out to, uh, uh, to, to Andy's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, his acting. You know, I was, he's charming anyway. You know, I just, he's very watchable for me, very likable. Um, but I was surprised at the, the the depth at which I felt his his emotion and his, you know, romantic, romantic comedy only works, if there's the comedy part and then there's the romance part. But, but you have to really be invested in him. Their, I don't know, their love story. This is taking too long. Basically, I want to say that he's, <laughs> His acting really surprised me, and there was a point where I felt like um, all his uh, comedy work, uh, romantic comedy aspect of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like acting school for him. You know what I mean? That he really, mm-hmm. when the show started, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, it was what, what, whatever it was. And then I'm the gonna say, with Amy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say moving Go along now. I'm moving along. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think props to him, because we're talking about Kristen, and she's great, but I thought he really shined in this and made it very... Uh, even more likable, and all the things everybody's going to say about it, I agree. But he he did a great job. Uh, Allison, your thoughts, real quick, because then we got to move on. 
pretty much the same thing. I thought it was I thought it was absolutely delightful. It was you know it was it was fairly lightweight. I mean, it's not like you're going to have a life changing experience watching this. But in, especially, I think also going back to the whole thing of everybody trapped inside with COVID, if you want something that's just going to be more life affirming. Yes. Um, and and sort of lift you out of that. Uh, it, this is you, you can't expect anything better than this because it just the characters are are light and lovable and sweet, and and you're rooting for them from the very beginning, and and they find a resolution to the whole thing that's just charming and 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 doesn't feel like a rehash of I, other I similar stories we've seen. Based on what everybody's saying, I guess we're all giving this thumbs up. Please check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. Even if you're like. Oh, I've seen a million of these. This is the one. You got to give it. You got to give it to. So thumbs up. Yes, Tom. Yes. Yes. All right. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about Dark, and this is episode five and six. And the first episode is called Life and Death, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) that that is very that is very. You ain't lying about that, right? Right. Because the big the big deal in this episode, you had a bunch of things happening. Uh, One is that. Uh, Peter in the in 2020 when they're Peter and Elizabeth are looking for their mom and sister, and uh, the, uh, Elizabeth finds like you know I'm done. She goes back. I don't. What kind of father in a post-apocalyptic world lets his teenage daughter go back to their thing by herself? Like that bothered me seriously. A lot. That bothered yeah, me a lot. Seriously. So she gets attacked by a random dude that shows up, and then Peter has to fight him, fight him off, and then he gets stabbed in the throat. And so now she's on her own, and she goes and finds Noah in his cave. So that culminates into what we thought. And uh, the main thing that happens in the other world is that Katarina needs to steal the ID from her mom, Helena, in 1986. And she ends up chasing her through the woods, and they have this huge fight with a rock. And her mom kills her. I was like, oh my god. And drags her body. And there's one more coming. Yeah, that's actually the same world. Yep. No, it's it's our yeah, you're right, it is our world. Uh so Earth Prime. Yeah, it's still Earth Prime. So she like her mom kills her, and then the necklace ends up in the mud, which Jonas finds later in twenty nineteen. But I was like, Holy crap. So and so sad, sad Ulrich is waiting for Katarina to come and save him and she never shows up. Oh my goodness. Um, and and the ahead. episode actually starts out with uh, with Claudia having to bury Barry Regina, right? Who so got Regina, killed? Who Regina, the actual apocalypse, has cancer, ends up getting smothered by her own dad. Yes, and her and her mom, mom has, has to bury her. her. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, Jonas gets shot by um, a young version. one version of Marta, some version oh, of Marta. 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 Yeah, so, Four characters that die in this episode. Oh, it was just so much. There was so okay. much that happened. Okay, I, I, I just gotta know because my mind is, you know, it's dark, so your mind's hitting the fly zapper. So, <laughs> is Elizabeth both the mother of <laughs> Elizabeth? Is is the Charlotte mother and daughter? Kiki. She's the of mother Charlotte. and daughter of Charlotte. Yes, of, yeah, she That's is her own crazy. grandma. Yes. yes. That's crazy. We know this. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes. And they reinforce but, it in episode six, and I'm like, wait a minute, how does that work? Yes. yes. I am my own uh, grandma. And... <laughs> well, well, <what> I... <laughs> but, but 
But then a crazy thing, because they killed Jonas, and we're like, how can you kill Jonas when we know that we've already seen an older version of Jonas? We've seen several, so then, and Adam is an old version of Jonas. Yeah, Adam is the old, and so then there's this elaborate story about, oh, well, Jonas carried the cesium into the the passageway, and the cesium uh, expands exponentially, and so that can cause, like, uh, a time split. And so now, even in in Earth-1... We now have so we've, we've been we having, have two we have timelines. timelines. Now yeah. on Earth One, we now have a deviated timeline in Earth One where Jonas both lives and dies. Yes, yeah. so you have two. Timeline. Yeah, we have two timelines. Steampunk Jonas to us. Yes. <laughs> well, it also explains why Steampunk Jonas doesn't know the alternate universe Martha, and he's like, "Who the heck are you?" Yes. He's our spare Jonas. Or the other our Jonas bonus was a, Jonas. Our bonus bonus Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> But they actually, yeah, they actually show Jonas survive. They show the timeline where the other Marta doesn't show up, and he goes in the basement and survives the apocalypse oh, right. that way. Yeah. So they show right. how that happens. But yeah. it's it's okay. so confusing. Yes, but the All most I important story, but even in this most important story, is the Tannenbaum story where he finally explains to Elizabeth, like where she, you know how she came to be in his care because oh, right. he explains the story of his his son and his son's wife and grandchild who who end up in a car accident off and a river. Da- and she was like, oh, and wasn't died. I so your grandchild? That's a very important story for oh, the rest right. of the episode. So. Okay, yeah. thank you for the hint. I'm going to say this because I haven't said anything and I'm probably not going to for the rest of all of the podcasts when you can talk about Dark. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Peter was talking about why he participates in this, besides the fact that we love you all, we all love each other. I'm just tuning in 50% so that I can sit here and listen to y'all explain dark to me. Because I will... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen to the podcast after we record it, so I'm like, I'm just gonna participate. And then I'll let them explain dark to me, because I've given up. So, um, I just want to say that it is so worth watching, but it is so hard to keep everybody straight that I think if people go in with the expectation that they're going to watch it, uh, understand everything, they should, they'll be disappointed and frustrated. So they should just go along for the ride. Listen to the podcast and we will explain it to you. That's you truly need flow charts and graphs. You and do, absolutely. And, you know, oh, you need to take okay. notes while you're watching. You really do. So, so in episode six, I did appreciate when, is it Eva who, who basically has her, her, her E-team of everybody yes yeah yes and we get to see the actor who plays um um uh, egon come back uh because i yeah because you know we we just left him like dead on the floor in his apartment Uh, right explain that one though that frustrates me wasn't but isn't he the alternate version of he's the all he's the all but they never they never give a backstory for him oh yeah we don't know his backstory right but what we do know is that uh charlotte and charlotte comes to visit yurik and then in the alternate universe charlotte who's having an affair with ulrich meets pregnant hannah and she warns her off is like yurik is mine but she's like yeah okay whatever i came here to do police business and then they define the thing about the penny, and then Ulrich actually, this is like Ulrich, he lets Helgi go and follows him into the freaking tunnel again. And I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the cool <laughs> thing, I don't know if you picked it up, but the cool thing is right before he goes in the tunnel, he gets on his cell phone, 
and he figures and leaves the message actually, for Charlotte. Because we were yeah. complaining about this last week. They actually had him run a DNA analysis on yes. the body. Right. Well, see, I wasn't sure at that moment, though, whether he they had really done a DNA analysis or whether that was, like, an excuse that he gave to explain why he was going after in case, you know, they asked him later on, which oh. he wouldn't have the opportunity to answer, but he didn't know that. So I, I <laughs> don't know if they actually... Because we never see him actually do that. I wasn't sure... So I wasn't sure, did he really do that? Because that would have been smart. Or is he just giving that as a lie? To I, I think I think he said to do it because at that point he suspected who the body was. But uh, the other oh. thing, go ahead. Okay, so now that uh, now that we've seen five and six and we know exactly what's going on, so Earth Prime has a normal color palette. Earth Alternate has a slightly saturated color palette. And then Steampunk Splinter Earth Prime has a very burnished, not quite sepia, because you can't have sepia with color, but they use those color schemes yep, specifically. Sepia tinted. Sepia tinted. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a sepia tinted. And they've so got they, like a so blue they do those and the, the altar. Right. So yeah. they, they do that as visual cues to help you, the operative word, help you try to keep the different words. <laughs> so you all the help you can get with this show. You really can. Okay, yeah. and so now one thing we got to talk about really quick, which is uh, Lip, Lip Scar Dude, uh, all three versions of himself go to the, the source. Yeah, they're, or, they're, sorry, you mean the, the origin. What'd you say? The origin. Incest babies? Origin. Or, incest origin. baby? In, oh, incest yes, the baby. incest baby, correct. Yeah. Uh, so so they split up and one goes to one world and one goes to the alternate world. Two of them go to the alternate world, one goes to the other. And they basically create the incident in 1986 that creates the substance that allows you to time travel. So they made that because they've always said in 86 some weird accident happened. We don't know what it was. We don't know how it happened. It was some weirdness. And you, we find out that that they're the ones who did it in both universes. Yes. Well, it's a piece of the puzzle. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. And and also, Adam put young Marta inside the thing to do a thing. I don't know what the heck he was doing. Yeah, he's trying to kill her. He and... looks like he's trying to kill her. Kill her yeah. and the baby. Before, yes. before and, yeah. Because and, if, uh, if, and... the, if the baby doesn't survive, his feelings are that this will never happen. He will untie the knot that way. Right. right. So our, so every all the old people are lying because the old Marta is like, I'm trying to stop this from repeating when she definitely is trying to keep it repeating. And then Adam is like, I'm trying to stop this from repeating. And he is and he isn't. I'm very confused what either one yeah. of them is trying to do at this point. But anyway, we need to move on. Sorry. But this show, if your brains can handle it... <laughs> You might oh, need you can't handle the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that so, would be me. That uh, would be me. So I'm def- I'm still giving this a thumbs up, and, oh, and yeah. I'm glad we're discussing it. How about that? Yes. <laughs> they just need a user's guide for this show. They really yes. do. We we need a recovery group. <laughs> yes. All right, we need to move I'm on. Only participa- I'm only participating next week because it's the finale, and then I'll finally understand what's going on. So that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, by the way, uh, for the viewers, if you do take a moment uh, when, when Jonas dies, because I did this, take a moment to pause when they actually have a an overhead shot. Oh, the of the family tree? Of the family tree, you can figure it all out. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, <laughs> let's move. Pause yes. That moment, pause it. it. All right. We got to keep moving, guys. Got to keep moving. Next up, one of our listeners told us that we need to watch a show called Condor, and I was like, "What the heck is Condor?" Uh, and if, the reason that I had never heard of it is because it's on the Audience Network, which you only get if you have DirecTV. And so it took a little finagling to get it or know anything about it. But uh, I have DirecTV, and I had. We should send him a prize. We should send him a thank you cake or something. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, I have to. I, I I I am loving the show. Uh, let's see. I've watched up to episode five. Anybody up five? Six. I'm like six or I, seven. I, I'm just Eight, two. Maybe. Oh, Allison know. is just I, two? Uh, yeah, I just got... I, okay, I then am let's behind be on a lot careful. of things, and I just got to see two episodes last night. Let, let's be real careful, because I w- really don't want to spoil this for Allison. Yeah, yeah. There are some cool I, w- I will have to say, this is one of the better spy shows you're going to see on television. And what Absolutely. I really, really like about this show is this guy is a CIA analyst, and he's not a gung-ho shooter, fighter, Rambo, James Bond. That, kinetic. Yes, no kinetic. kinetic. No kinetics. Yeah, ah, they say that a lot. So all he has to go with is his brains, and he is dodging crazy amounts of assassins trying to kill him. So basically yeah. the CIA analyst discovers some stuff he's not supposed to discover, and then they send a bunch of assassins to kill everybody who he might have talked to about his discovery. And it gets crazy. It gets really good. And I think the actor in the lead has an earnestness about him that really works. Like, I really... You're 100% on his side. You want him to figure something out. And you can feel his desperation and his tension. Uh, how nothing is going the way it's supposed Do to go. Do you know who he is? Do you know who he is? Who's the actor? Is he, Who's uh, the, the son of Jeremy Irons? Yeah, the son of Jeremy Irons. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. good. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's I really will, good. Well, I will say this. Because this is a sunrise show for me. And you, know, you guys know how I like to name everything. This is a sunrise show. This is a show where I'm watching and binging, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, the sun is coming up? What the <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it, 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 it's not a show I get up early for. It is a show that I am like, oh my God, the sun is up. I got to go to bed. So I literally went to bed uh, past sunrise. And, and that is literally the only reason I went to sleep. Um, I will say this though, just, just to counterpoint that I did actually not like him in the beginning. I, I thought I was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't like his acting. I didn't hit something, something, but here's what I will say. Cause I am six, seven, eight. I have lost count episodes. Um, uh, no, he's great. I mean, and and you nailed it on the head. He's very believable as a non kinetically trained, uh, you know, guy. Uh, he's very um, uh, uh, sympathetic, you know, as a character. He's right. very believable. And I will only say this: I'll let you guys talk about everything else because I've seen so much of the show, and I don't want to spoil anything. What I really like about this show, and I'm very much this is my genre. I love this. I saw the original, the movie, the Three Days of Condor Three with uh, Robert Redford. So yeah, so I'm very familiar. It's not exactly like that at all, but anyway, I love the genre. I like the story. Um, what I love about this is I wasn't sure when it started, especially with all the action up front. I thought, oh god, is this going to be like a Jason Bourne light, you know? And is this going to be, you know, blah 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 blah? It is fantastic because as the episode goes along, it is dialogue heavy. Of course, there's intrigue; it's a spy thing. But they go into all of the characters, the wives and the partners and the this, and and they spend a lot of time with them, and it's 
fascinating about the whole circle uh, of how spycraft, you know, affects all of these people. There's a big macro, of course, of the of the of the disease and the you know whatever the weapon, but the micro that they spend on the human relationships and the interpersonal this and the friendships they have and the why, all of that is fantastic, and that is what makes this show so much more different. Uh, and much more compelling for me as a spycraft show. It's it's great anyway. But the what sets it above uh, everybody, everything else for me, and for the longest time is all the time and effort they and the excellent acting they put in all that other stuff. I'll let you guys go with the rest of it because you know I'm sure you guys have lots of good stuff to say. All right, uh, we haven't heard from Greg. Greg, what you you were the first one that started watching it. Uh, what yeah. did you think? Oh yeah, I really like the the suspense. They really do a, a good job of like keeping you like just holding your breath uh, through the show. And it kind of reminded me in that way of Twenty Four, um, but somehow, um, um, you know, as we were talking about how there it, it can sometimes be dialogue heavy. You would think that you know there's sometimes when you would think it's slow, but the the portions that you have the dialogue is when you start thinking about. Um, you know the, I guess the human, um, you know, kind of crisis of conscience that you have with regards to, um, you know, the, the, you know, government action, and you and you have these kind of philosophical, you know, thoughts about things. You know, I mean, the main character, you know, was one of these folks who really hates, you know, you know, American involvement in other countries and that sort of thing, and then actually decided to join the CIA because he thought he could change it from the inside. Right. Um, but then ends up, you know, becoming the enemy of the thing that he was trying to change. And there's there's a lot of, like, really intelligent dialogue, you know, with regards to, um, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, uh, foreign involvement and, and, and things and terrorism and that sort of thing that I'm, I'm just really enjoying. I can see that. Allison, your thoughts real quick since you've only seen the first two. Yeah, I've just uh, so you know I've nothing. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I think I think the acting is great. The writing is tight. It's they've updated it very nicely for the the present day because I'm familiar with you know the the Robert Redford movie also. And I think because I'm familiar with the the movie and I'm only two episodes into it, nothing has happened so far that surprised me because they're hitting all the beats that I remember from the movie. Um, so you know it's. It's not like oh that's so shocking to me. Nothing's nothing has hit me like that. Like wow, that's an amazing twist that I didn't see well, coming. It's not, it's not even uh, about the twist. It is about to me. I think it's about the tension and the performance. The tension, and they yeah. do get that very very well. They they really they hit that very very nicely. And what I do like also because it it does have the time to do it since it is a series and not a two hour film. You get a lot more attention to the characters, and it becomes more character study than you normally get for these kinds of things. And that's that's good too because. I think getting into the psychology of the various characters, being able to know what's going on in their heads and what motivates them to do what they do, keeps them from becoming just, you know, a well cartoon villains versus just, you know, plain old good guys. And it, it gives you a gray area to work in that works a lot toward explaining people's motivations. So I'm I'm really enjoying it now. I I enjoy the update that they they've done on this. I enjoy the the actors and I'm I'm in for the ride so far. I really am. I'm enjoying it a lot. Nice. Oh, uh, well let's move on. It will pay off for you. It will pay off. <laughs> uh let's move on. Next up we're going to talk about Brave New World, which is the series we've been hinting at all podcasts. 
And this was like the big, big show of Peacock. They put a lot of money into it. It's very slick. It looks gorgeous. Uh, I, my brother had to remind me that the black best friend of the lead was actually from Pitch. And I was like, what? And then I'm like, oh my God, she is from Pitch. And I was like, she got relegated to black best friend. Are you kidding me? So then I was mad about it. Uh, Because she's so good. future black best friend. Oh, come on, man. She's so good. Why is she just like, I don't even know that character's name. You know, so that's, I was a little frustrated by that. But... I mean, it's got an all-star cast. Like, everybody in it is... You've seen before or whatever. Um, Demi Moore did not age well. I will say that. It was actually... The only reason I knew that was her... She's supposed to look terrible. She is supposed to, but is she supposed to look that terrible? But, I mean, the only reason I knew it was her is because it said her name was in the credits. I didn't That's, think she looked that bad, frankly. You know, uh, I mean, I, she's had too much. She she went on the line. She had too much work done. She doesn't look good as a blonde. Oh, well, that's true too. Oh, well, but I felt like she had too much work done. I wish she hadn't done that much to her face. It looks weird. But regardless of that, I, I like her, her performance I, is fine. Okay. Yeah, her performance. Go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. I thought I I didn't have a problem with Demi Moore, and I I mean, obviously, the character is supposed to be this person who has. You know, it's uh, which we'll call it. What is it? Uh, not to sound indelicate, but what is it? Hot uh, mess. Yeah, she's well, supposed oh, to be sure. a drug no, addict and an alcoholic. Is, is yeah. A, yes, that is a better one than I would have said. Uh, yes, but I thought I think Demi Moore is still attractive. Um, I I was you know I was I didn't know too much about Peacock, and you know as I said at the top of the hour, they I didn't think there was much. Uh, I didn't think there was a lot of, of awareness for Peacock. Um, but when I, I, I downloaded the app and then I looked and I was like, oh, Brave New World. I was like, I remember that, that book, that in 1984 is like the big two big sci-fi junior high books. And I was like, I don't quite remember what Brave New World is. Um, but I I enjoyed it. And I, I think, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Is it Jennifer or something? The woman from Downton Abbey. She's the the, the, the one of the lead characters. Right. I think she's great. Jessica um, Brown Finley. I think she's terrific. Lenina. Um, Lenina who is, is the character. Who is the guy that is the Alpha Plus? What's that guy from? Something Harry Lloyd, Lloyd Bernard Marks. Yeah, His character well, is Bernard Marks. I probably remember him from, from Game of Thrones. Okay, so I will say this. Um, my thing, though, which what I thought was weird, was that, like, most sci-fi utopian stories... It's very easy in the first five minutes to know why this is a terrible idea, even though everything looks really pretty. And I have to say, it pretty much took me the end of the episode to be like, maybe this isn't a good idea. Because I, <laughs> which, to me, which to me is a compliment to that they, I thought they made the world so, allure, you know, obviously not the savage world, but they made, they made the world that these characters lived in so alluring. So I was like, oh, you know, it seems like, there's no well, race I, problems I, anymore. I, I, there's no sex. You well, know, there is race problems. Like, oh, there's a hundred percent race problems if you're a versus a B versus a. Yeah, it's just different than. It's just what a little that's different. That's, that's, you that's, are correct. Right, that's right, class right. versus race. Yeah, or that's class. That's not race. I'm not like it, that's class. Like, um, well, exactly. I well, I mean, sort of. It's more caste because you're you're made at birth that way. So, so to me, that's kind of the same thing. Well, I mean, okay. I, I guess I meant more skin color. 
or gender. How about that? Like, and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm glad that because everybody's having a good time. Like, you know. <laughs> um, my, my point, my point is just that I, I was like, well, life seems pretty good, like for these characters. Of course, then of course we realize that there's the savage world. There's all these people on the fringes, and they're basically they basically have to do a, a mock theme park of their lives just to survive. Like, and I was like, okay, well, obviously that's terrible, you know. And then then there's. Uh, for lack of a better term, there's Klaus from the originals who is he's an Epsilon. Organ. He's an Epsilon. Right. So obviously life isn't good for him. Like so, yes. By the end, I was like, oh okay. Uh, oh, and I love um, I love seeing another person that Tom will. The guy um, is it Aldrin El- Ed Ed? What's his Aldrin name? Aldrin Aaron Reich. He's great. I I love him. I, you know, I didn't love Solo, but I certainly didn't think he was the problem with Solo. Like I think he's a good actor. So. I was like, oh, good to see that he's going to be in this in this show. Um, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, I guess you could say it's a little low rent Westworld, like, but it's. I thought it still looked really good, and I enjoyed the cast. I'm again, I'm two episodes in, and I'm on board. Any other thoughts? Um, uh, for... Well, for I I I, I want to say I have seen like three different. Um, I, I think the only three uh, adaptations of. Brave New World that have that have been done for TV. All on NBC. Um, <laughs> Seriously, all true. on NBC. That's true. The first one being, I think it was like a movie of the week or something like that that they did that they spread over like a few days. Um, but and and there has I can I can say there has never actually been a good version of this of this book. But then the book itself is so dated that you really have to do a lot with it to make it accessible for for the time. I think people who are like expecting to have a really you know close adaptation of the book are going to be disappointed with this because it makes, it, it takes a lot of liberties, a lot of liberties. I personally was okay with it because I think if you did the book and slavishly stayed to it, and if you want to see something like that, see the first adaptation that was done back in the seventies because they really did it's seventies or early eighties because they really did slavishly keep to the book and it's terrible. It's almost unwatchable. And uh, so I think that the ch- the changes that they made were necessary, and I think it, even though it's kind of radical, I think it makes the characters more accessible, makes what's going on more understandable. They got rid of a lot of sexism that was in the book, a lot of actual racism that was in the book, because the so-called savages in the book are actually supposed to be like uh, American Indians and Mexicans, um, and that was changed for this, mercifully. Um, so I think, you know, there, there is a lot of differences, but they work toward making it a better series. Okay. So I, overall, I think there, there's moments where they get a little repetitive and move a little slow, but overall I enjoyed it, you know, and I watched it uh, almost the whole thing in one sitting. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, I'm trying to, I learned my lesson from dark and watching stuff really fast and then not remembering anything for the podcast. So I'm trying to be disciplined and I'm only watching like two episodes, however many we're supposed to be talking about. I'm trying to stay on point. So, but I yeah. really, I liked it a lot. Um, just cause it, it, I, I like where they're going, I think. And I did not read the books. So, um, I think that it's really interesting just the look and feel of the show. Um, I like some of the social stuff that they're talking about. And it deals with, you know, people over-medicating. It deals with class, slash... And I think it's more than just class, too. Because 
everyone, be, I, I think for me, it does feel like a different form of racism because the people are genetically made to be an A, B, or C. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's in their genes. Yeah, you so, can't ever move from that right. class. So yeah, like a class thing, you can move, yeah, you can move up and down in class, but this isn't a class thing. Mm-hmm. So this is like your this is what you're locked into, and there's a lot of shame that they put in it and all of that. So um, I think that that the is scene with the, the the scene with the brat on the bus. Yeah, told the girl she had to move moves. the bus. Oh, God, that's that, very yeah. that's a very racist thing, telling her she has to move from her spot on the bus. So I I, I felt like so that's where they were going. See better, right? Yeah, right. because he was an A and she's a B. Correct. Right. Wait, I, wait. I have a question. Are they? Are you saying on the show? And I, I could have absolutely missed this. I, I guess I was thinking this was more like Divergent, where in the world of Divergent, you're born, and then you very quickly are put into a category. No, no, it no, no. Like you're, no, you're, no, 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 they no, genetically no. make you. They, right. they genetically they, engineered we need this for many specific epilogues, We need this many. Correct. Okay. All right. Correct. So it's, it's all deliberate. Didn't they do that but, in Krypton? Wasn't that like a Krypton thing? Yes, also? yes, it is a Krypton as well. This, this, this is kind of the point that I wanted to make, and I'll, I'll back up everything Allison and Olivia and others have said, but I read the book, I think, in junior high school and then again in high school, and I saw the 70s miniseries, Snoozeville. The <laughs> ni- there was a 90s or early aughts movie where they paired the narrative to the bone that actually worked fairly well, but this has the advantage. They really went into the source material and changed things. They gender-flipped some characters. Hannah John mm-hmm. Kamen's character is a dude in the book. Yep. But I think they've caught the point. A problem with it, and I've read some of the reviews after I watched the first two episodes for free on Peacock. Um, a problem with some of with a problem is this source material has been so strip mined by Hunger Games and Divergent mm-hmm. and Westworld that it feels very derivative. But this was the original this this is where you know where everybody got novel it from. Is one right. of the two dystopian classics of the 20th century. One last thing, and then I'll shut up. Um, in my communication ethics class, one of the books I use, "Amusing Ourselves to Death" by Neil Postman, uses "Brave New World" 1984 as touchstones because the two great dystopian 20th century novels, uh, 1984, "What We Hate Will Kill Us," "Brave New World," "What We Love Will Kill Us." And he concludes that we are much closer to Brave New World than we are to 1984. Yes, okay. probably. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we are amusing ourselves Excellent. to death. Excellent point, Tom, really. Yeah. Because I said that to Libya the other day. Because I asked her if she'd read the book, and she said she hadn't. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like seminal. It's like, you know what I mean? For, for sci-fi slash dystopian future, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's an excellent point. For people who are listening, I, I really want to make sure that they hear what you say because they started it. They are not – it's not derivative. You know what I mean? So they should get props for that. All right. Let's move on, and let's say th- – I think we're all saying thumbs up for this. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Our, oh, yeah, totally. All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, you leave them at tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Late Radio, Weenopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.